0: Are you ready to uncover the power within you? Are you ready to kick butt at life? Are you ready to get this party started? This is Shut Up and Grind. If it's about fitness, women's empowerment, personal development, small business marketing, relationships, Robert B. Foster is talking about it. Robert is a gym owner. He went from foreclosure to multiple six figures in 12 months. Helped thousands of women shed weight and inches while becoming more confident, and a six times gold medalist in the Transplant Games of America. Get ready for Shut Up and Grind. Here's your host, Robert B. Foster.
1: and this is Rob Boster with RBF Fitness and Nutrition. Public speaking is the number one fear in the world. I started a business during the recession in 2009 here in the U.S., People upgrade their iPhones, they upgrade their Androids, they upgrade their laptops, but they're operating with the same brain that they operated with for the last decade. You should know the value that you bring to the marketplace. You know what your passion is. You know why you do what you do. So racism its out there, but it doesn't have to stop you. Just because somebody might look at you a certain way, that doesn't have to stop your forward progress. I mentor people with master's degrees, with PhDs, and I help people who have been in business for a long time. I have deal with, with a nutrition store maybe a half mile away from my facility. And we we cross-promote, you know, we help out to give our clients what they need. That's where, where you have to eliminate the excuses. you got to make that game plan, say, for me to get to that point. Right, happy Sunday, everyone. This is Rob Foster, episode number 34 of Shut Up and Grind with me. So today we're going to be talking about moving yourself forward through the obstacles in your way. And most of you guys if you watch this show on the regular, you know my story, you know my journey. I've overcome a lot in in the process to get to where I am now, and we're going to help you guys get through. I call it sifting through the BS that you tell yourself cuz that's pretty much what it boils down to. But I'm I'm bringing someone on today that's going to tell you in a nicer way than that. And uh, she's going to share her experience with you. We're going to share our stories. And we're going to stay on that topic of helping you. Like, we do this not so we can hear ourselves talk. We do this because we want to be of service to you. So for those of you who are watching, hit that share button. Spread the love, right, and help us reach more people. And so... Without further ado, I'm going to bring in my guest. And once again, once again, I'm making a bad habit of doing this. I forgot to ask her how to pronounce her last name. So I'm just going to introduce her by first name. And then when she gets on, she can let us know how to say her last name. But this is like this is like the fourth guest I've done this with. All right? So anyway, she has 30 years of experience in corporate America. And she left that and she is now a business and success coach with self-love is the cornerstone of her practice. She helps people go from settling and she helps them find success. Let me bring in Marsha. Well, thank you
2: so much. I I was just like thinking about your, um, your intro and boy, it's so on target to what I teach as well. So I'm very excited to be here and have this conversation with you. And my last name is Glite.
1: Glide, See, I would have hacked that if I tried it on my own. <laughs> like, it it i was like, is it Glee it? I was like, I'll just call her Marsha That's it, <laughs> and we'll just have fun with it. <laughs>
2: awesome. All right.
1: So let's, let's go back to your corporate America time. So let's start there. So when, when was it in your journey where you realized that wasn't the path you were meant to be on?
2: Well, it, you know, it was always somewhere within, um, um, a year or two into whatever job I was in that I said, why am I doing this? I really don't like accounting and finance. And then I would move around or I'd get promoted and then I would be in another position and I end up in that same place. And, um, when I finally turned 50, I said, forget it, I'm not doing this anymore. And I was at that point where I said, okay, there's gotta be something left, some career in me that can make me happy and make me wanna wake up and jump out of bed every morning. And that's when I found coaching and I took the things that I loved from my job and created the the path that I knew I needed to take.
1: So, So now let's focus on this, right? Cause I wanna make sure that we fully connect with the audience. So Absolutely. when you said, I'm not doing this anymore, define this.
2: This was going to work every day like a robot. And when I got to the office, I felt like a caged animal and the ringleader in the Barnum & Bailey Circus. <laughs>
0: so
2: what me, what I mean by that is um, I... I went to my corner you know, corner cubicle, which I totally believe in. As a manager, you need to be on the floor with your people. That's how you connect with them. Yes. Um, but it was the same thing every single day. And you're managing up and you're managing down. So you're trying to keep your bosses happy while keeping the, the employees happy, motivated, and productive. And yes. it was sucking the life out of me. It, it was yes. sucking the life out of me. And I couldn't do it anymore.
1: Yeah, see, so now again, for the audience, see what we did there is we took, and I'm not saying you you did any, anything wrong, I'm just proving the point, is that when we talk about ourselves, we don't do it to the level that's going to transform other people, right? Mm-hmm. So for those listen, Amanda says that she can relate. Cause like I don't know if you can see the comments, but no, Amanda said she can relate. Oh, okay.
2: Yeah, Amanda. Yeah, so, so that's the
1: thing. So in order for us to move forward in life, it's like we have to fully define our this. That's going to be like my new my new saying now. Like what okay. is this, right?
2: Define the so, this.
1: Yes, define the this. So you said you felt like you were a robot. You were a caged animal. You were in a redundant situation like Groundhog Day, and it was sucking the life out of you. So, what steps did you take from there once you came to that realization?
2: Um, I actually looked at and I said, "Let me, let me see what I liked in my job and what fed my soul in my job, mm. and what I didn't like." And when you do that and you you really look at what what it is you're doing, you know, you find that. Somehow, you're you're not being valued for what it is you're doing, your job, and that's when I found that I loved managing my people. I loved coaching them. I believe that that um, you need to have the right bodies in the right chairs when you're managing. And what I mean by that is that if your employees are not don't want to be doing what they're doing, then they. Are just bringing down the whole team and they're bringing down your productivity which obviously hits the bottom line so i was a believer that it was costing the bottom line more to keep those employees than to move them on and get the people that really wanted to be there and that was my philosophy and it's not most people's business philosophies oh it costs too much to train new people Yes. And that wasn't how I ran. I ran with, I had great systems and I could bring people in that had had enough skills, but the personality and wanted to be there. So I said, look, that that's what I do. So what can I do with those things that I love to do? And coaching just kept coming up, coaching, coaching. So I decided to just, before I leave everything and go, I'm going to go into coaching. I did a certification program and got certified and, in that six months, it trans- really, talking about transformation, it transformed me because I just loved um, working with the people that I was practicing with because you need to do practice hours to get certified. Yeah. And I was really making an impact, helping people change their their, their relationships, change their mindset, change their thought patterns, mm-hmm. change their jobs. and And I said, this is what I need to do. And um, gave six months' notice. Yeah, I know a lot of time. Made sure that the 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 bow was, the ribbon was tied in a nice neat bow <laughs> before I left, because God forbid I left, you know, something hanging. God knows, right? <laughs> um, and um, and move forward to coaching. And I, awesome. yeah.
1: All right. So so let us let's, let's back up again. Okay. Back to when when you said what parts of the job feeds your soul. So once you, once you figured, figured it out that you liked working with the people, what was, what was the next step in your thought process about moving on from corporate America?
2: My next process was really, what can I do as an entrepreneur to help other people in my situation or in, in a situation that was like mine? that I could help them go through this process that I went through myself to find what what feeds their soul what should they be doing what how can they move out of their their settling you know we're all it really found that I was settling
1: yes. and that
2: word really resonates with people am I just settling doing what I'm doing
1: mm. so now break down your process like like what were the steps you took?
2: Who want me to give away my secret sauce here, Robert? Okay. Anyway. Um, <laughs> well, no, that's okay. You can no, okay. summarize. You can we'll, summarize. Do we'll do it. No, I'm just playing well, with you. No, as, actually, you can see, as you can actually, see, humor is one of the things that I bring to what I do. So okay. here's, here's, here's the breakdown. Um, clarity. Get clarity around what it is you think you want and what, you know, and, and part of getting clarity is really breaking down the role of what you're doing. What am I doing in my job right now? Do I like the fact that I'm, I'm a manager? Do I like the fact, do I want to manage or don't I want to manage? Do I like working with the people? Do I not like working with people? Do I want to sell? Do I not want to sell, right? All of these things that you're doing in your job, you make a list. Yes, I want to do it. No, I don't want to do it. And what starts to happen is when you look at it, you look at it in a different way. So I have my clients now, which is the same process I did. I say, write down everything that you're doing in your job. And it's either I like or I don't like. And then they're all excited. Can I read you my list? And it's like, I don't want to see your list. What did you learn from your list? And that's where the aha moment comes. I Mm -hmm. learned I don't hate accounting and finance. I hate that I'm not being valued by, by the management Right. Yeah. So how do we right? So so there's things that happen when you're in your job is one, you know, what's what's your responsibility for your unhappiness, right? And two, what changes can I make in my job before I say I'm gonna leave it and run away? Right. So those are the things, those are two things, and then we just look at it and we and I said these are the things I liked. I didn't know I liked talking to people. I didn't know that I could probably sell. I didn't know that the connection that I have with people and how much they enjoy working with me, right? At all areas of the company and the impact that I made. And then what I didn't like is that I wasn't getting validation from, from my bosses. Yeah. They didn't value what I was doing. And I wanted to be in a job that I was valued for what I was doing. But here's the thing, Robert, that I really, really found. I wasn't valuing me. And I wasn't yep. taking responsibility for my, you know, it's easy to blame other people, right? I mean, I, I heard it in your um, in your intro, right? We make excuses, right? We blame other people. We don't know how, we can't, all of these things, right? And once we say we eliminate those, then we have a clear path to create a plan and start moving in that plan and taking one little thing at a time, doing it today, tomorrow, again and again and again, you create that, um, that feeling of accomplishment and that momentum. Yes. And that is what I believe moves you forward from settling to success.
1: Yes. And to just piggyback on that is like, I tell people focus on every day, every single day. Don't worry about five years from now. Don't worry about a year from now. Don't worry about six months from now. What about today? Crush today. Wake up, crush tomorrow. Wake up on Tuesday, crush Tuesday. And as long as you do that, you then a year from now, you're going to be where you want to be. Absolutely. But yes. Because just in our in our minds, if, if the goal is too far away, it's very easy to get distracted and sidetracked or to feel personally defeated. But if you just focus on, I'm going to wake up today and I'm going to get X, Y, Z done today, you get it done. You wake up tomorrow, you get it done. And then next thing you know, the whole year is going by and you're in your happiness.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And I have two analogies to that. So um, one, you can't eat the whole elephant in one bite.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> right. Then that's a normal one. The other one that that I I like to 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 say is if you're gonna climb Mount Everest, right? Do you stop at the bottom and climb straight to the top? No. You go to a summit and you stop. You go to the next summit, you stop, the next summit, right? And at every summit we look down and we look, wow, look how far we've come. Yes. We don't keep looking up to where we need to go. We look at far as far we've come. Mm -hmm. And that makes us want to get to the next one and the next one. And before you know it, you're at the top of that mountain and you can see the whole world. Yep. And boy, you've right. And that's why you always see people with their arms like straight in the air when they get to the top, (laughs) right? It's because look what you've accomplished. Look what you've done. The year has gone by like you like to say. And we look back and we go, wow. Wow. And I could do this again tomorrow. I could do it again tomorrow.
1: Yep. I and, I'm an, and I'm an avid hiker, so I fully endorse oh, that, awesome. that analogy. Oh. Yeah, I say that. I say that. Uh, I use mountains in a lot of my analogies, so I'm sure I'll make one between now and the time this, this is over okay today.
2: So before we go on, Robert, where are you from? Because
1: I, I'm-, I'm in Rhode Island.
2: Okay, I just love your accent.
1: So, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> we, I know you
2: don't have when I have the accent,
1: right? Exactly. <laughs> where were you know where
2: are you out of? I'm in um, southern California, so oh, okay. it's going to be a beautiful 80 degree day today, so
1: Yeah, we can't stand you. Yes, yeah, so, yeah <laughs> I have to fear that noise. You know I think, I think our high is going to be 40 today.
2: <laughs> well, that's not
1: bad. That's pretty I was warm to say for which you. for January, that's not bad. It was 54 yesterday.
2: Wow, awesome.
1: That's yeah, that's strange for right
2: here. Okay, sorry. Sorry <laughs> to get off track. I, I have to do that.
1: <laughs> it's all, right. all right. So, so like, as you're talking, I'm writing notes. And one big thing that that we definitely have to hit on is what we said, people taking responsibility for their own happiness. And that that's huge. And even with my, with my fitness clients so coaching clients aside, like with my fitness clients, I tell them constantly, you know, you're, you're struggling because you keep tripping over your own BS. As, as I say, once you own it, like once you own this, say, I'm not getting up on time or I'm staying up too late or I'm prioritizing watching TV or I'm prioritizing entertainment versus doing what needs to be done for me to reach to reach my fitness. like Once you own your nonsense, you'll be able to move forward from it. But as long as you keep blaming external forces, you're not going to get moved to take action. What are your thoughts? You
2: know, i I couldn't say it any better. Those are my thoughts. It's absolutely true, right? It's those excuses, and and they're not excuses to those that are making them. They're there's valid reasons, right? There's solid reasons, yeah. right? I can't do it today. I don't have enough time. I don't have enough money, right? I don't know how, right? I mean, and I'm a speaker, and this is part of my what I speak on is that, and this is the whole thing, right? I I can't do it. And you're like, what do you mean you can't do it? Everything that you think that um that you don't know how to do, right? Somebody's already done. Just exactly. look, right. Go on Google and learn. Right. I mean, how, how I was like, I'll tell you my, you know, my story. I, um, I was hospitalized twice for infections in my toes. I ended up having three toes amputated. Wow. And when you're sitting there, right, and you're sitting there in the hospital, you have nothing else to do but be on your phone. Right. Cause you only get one channel of television. Right. <laughs> and, um, and that's when I started like really, like, um, Googling. Right what is happiness what what why am i here right and that's how i learned what was going on in my life yeah right but i can sit and make excuses all day long but you take each one of those excuses and you say are they real or what can you do about them it's you take responsibility for it right and then what happens is we get so caught up in our own thoughts and the lies we're telling ourselves right yep. And, and what happens? We spiral down. It starts with a little bit of anxiety. It starts with a little bit of sadness. And then it gets into depression. And then what happens? Depression turns into looking for what can we reach for, right, that's going to make us feel better. And what do we do? We eat. We, we drink. We do drugs. And look at the problems are just get mounting and mounting and mounting,
0: mm-hmm.
2: right? Because we didn't want to take responsibility at the front, and realize that we're telling ourselves lies and we're making excuses. And when, and, um, you elim- yeah. and when you eliminate them, when you stop the BS, right? You can do anything. So true. Anything.
1: And what I hear constantly is it, they're not excuses, they're facts. Like almost all excuses are facts. <laughs> like people aren't just making stuff up. is like if. If traffic stopped you from getting hit here on time, I say it had nothing to do with the traffic. You didn't leave early enough. It's like you you have to account for the fact that there may be traffic. (laughs) Yeah. So once you take that mindset, once you take the accountability for whatever it is, that's when you're going to move. And one thing that my business coach had said, write down everything, absolutely everything that could possibly get in your way. Like mm-hmm. write it down, time, money, spouse, kids, work, you know, coworkers, parents, like write everything down, uh, what the possible obstacle could be, and then what you can do to move past it. Right. And so now, and that became the second step in my coaching program. It's like, what what has derailed you or what could derail you from reaching your goal? And let's tackle it up front. So that mm-hmm. way, when it arises, you're already prepared for it.
2: Yes. Yes, absolutely. It's clarity. It's illuminate those excuses. You know, I think we have the same process. So let's go to the next process point. Create a plan.
1: Yep. Right. Um, yes. I mean, Pre- yeah. pretty, pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much a spot on. It's like my, my creative plan is a couple steps down, but it's pretty much, pretty much spot on.
2: Yeah. Create okay. a plan. What are you going to do? How are you going to do it? How can you break it down to a million pieces so that one little piece is doable, yep. is actionable, and is accomplished? You can accomplish it. You, you can do it.
1: Yeah. Yep. Yep. And, and it moves the needle forward. It does. There, there are so many people who are busy, but they're not moving the needle forward. And that's such I a stopped, big misconception.
2: Well, I stopped using busy as one of the words in my life. Yeah. Um, and somebody, a coach has said it to me, a, a, you know, a few years back and they're like, busy. What does that mean to you? Busy. Are, are you being productive or are you wasting time? Those are the two areas of busy. So when you start, when I start talking about it, I'm like, I'm too, I'm um, wasting too much time or I am so productive that I don't even think about being busy because productivity is amazing. It's that it's, um, it's, um, causes adrenaline, right? You just yeah. want more. You want more productivity when you're doing it. Yeah. So I, I just started eliminating that from my vocabulary and from my clients' vocabulary. Yeah. I'm too busy. You're too overwhelmed. That, that those words are meaning something else. They're not meaning how you're using them.
1: Yes. Let's let's back up. Let's back okay. up and talk about clarity. Because clarity cause, cause clarity is huge. Clarity is absolutely huge. And I say before you can get to any goal planning or anything else goal setting before you can get to any of that you got to have a clear vision of what you want and what i'm finding in my coaching and you can speak speak on this as well is most people can't answer that question what do you want what do you want <laughs> it's like a woman came came to me about starting about starting um a, a, a program, sorry, I, I got stuck on two That's thoughts fine. there, <laughs> right, on a program. Now, mind you, she has a master's degree in marketing. I'm a college dropout. Awesome. <laughs> right? And so, so she came to me to help her with personal branding and ma- marketing for this campaign she was working on. And I helped her out. So I was, I'm like, all right, so what's the, what's the objective? And, and, and it took us like two hours to figure out what the objective was. <laughs> I'm like, this is why you're stuck because you don't know what you're working towards. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and back to what you said earlier about what, it, what you don't know someone else does. Yeah. So for me, I'm a much more hands-on type of learner. So after high school, I mean, I dropped out of college three times. So it's like, you know, I attempted. <laughs> and exactly. I just knew that that this isn't the best environment for me. So I traveled the country. You know, I've been to, I've been to Southern California a few times. You know, went out to Chicago, Florida, Dallas, Texas, and and I went to seminars. I joined masterminds, and I learned from some of the top marketers in the world. You know, to the point where I am mentoring people with marketing degrees. Yeah, you know, so and and I only share that for the listeners is just be, just like, stop putting yourself in a box. So what what did you call it? You felt like a caged animal, right? Stop caging yourself. And whatever it is you wanna accomplish, get out there and find people who have done it and learn from them. But it starts with the clarity of vision. Yeah. You know? And
2: I, I take clarity of even a, a step like past. It's not just your vision. Cause remember if you think about our senses, right? Vision is only seeing, right? Mm-hmm. But when you have clarity, you don't, you don't only really see it. You feel it. You can touch it. You can smell it you can taste it. Right. Yeah. It's all the senses around clarity. So, so when, when coaches say about, oh, what's your vision and let's do goal setting. And um, what's your vision for, you know, I don't do, I don't do vision boards because yeah. it's only yeah. what I see. Right. But there's more to it. So when we talk, when I talk about clarity, okay. Everybody knows there's something they want. There's something they want, right? And what is that thing you want, right? Whether it's a million dollars, right? Or it's cleaning out your junk drawer, Mm -hmm. right? And people don't clean out their junk drawers. Why? They just don't want to do it. They don't feel like it. It's true. Right? (laughs) But every time they open that up, right? it It reminds them I have to do this. Every time they go looking for something that they know is in there, right? It's just it's another time suck. Yes, right? So if you you look at your junk drawer, you 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 bring it right down to the, you know, or it's cleaning out your refrigerator, right? It's that it's that thing that it's just so easy to solve, but we just don't. And then the problems get bigger and bigger, right? I'm in a bad relationship. Why? Because you don't communicate with your spouse. Yep. That could be one reason. Or you just don't really like them. Or her, right?
1: <laughs> but in that example, what they do is, is they just pick out all the flaws in the other person.
2: That's right.
1: Instead of what can what can I change within myself to better connect with my significant other? That's like right. That conversation doesn't happen. Is They don't listen. They don't clean up. They're this. They're that. And again, and it goes back to you're responsible for your happiness.
2: And why don't they do some of that stuff that you're talking about? Like, let's take cleanup. Because I've you've been doing it for them for 90 years. <laughs> and now in the 91st year, you say to them, you don't clean up. Well, they don't have to clean up. They knew you were coming right behind them. Yep. I, I mean, this is an interesting. My husband and I, when my kids left the house, it was just the two of us. And um we decided he hates to keep the kitchen clean and I hate to do laundry, mm-hmm. okay? So we made an agreement. You're the laundry guy, I'm the kitchen person, yeah. okay? And all he has to say is, hey, hon, you know, it's a, the dishes are start piling up and I don't I don't hear it as as him complain, you know, as him saying to me, oh, you're not doing your job. It's mm-hmm. a reminder, I'm in charge of the kitchen. I have to take responsibility. I didn't put the dishes in the dishwasher, but guess what? When I have something I want to wear and it's not clean, which never happens because he is obsessed with laundry. <laughs> um, but um, you know, I know that it's his responsibility. And if I do that laundry, then that's my own fault.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's true. Like she, I mean, she's my my now ex, but when we were together, we we had departments. Uh-huh. You know, like, you know, like she would, she would bring the kids to the doctor's appointments. Like I would bring the kids to the sporting events, like same thing. Like she would want to do living room and bathroom. I did the kitchen. Like we just, we just had our department. Yeah. Like, like and- I'll buy the, I'll buy the food. You buy like the shampoo and the toilet paper uh-huh. and all that stuff. So, you know, so if yeah. I open the closet. And there's no, you know, toilet pa- papers low. Like, so, hey, just so you know, toilet pa- papers low, and or if you know we needed more milk, or, hey, just so you know, milk's getting low. Like, and we that's did it right. that way. Yeah.
2: And you stay in your lane. It's yes. really about staying in your lane because when you veer out of your lane, that's when the that's when troubles start to happen.
1: Yes, yes, It's we want to manage other people's lanes. That's right. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> while, while our lane is a mess. <laughs>
2: and is you know? I love I love that because when I when I um coach. When I coach, it's like, this is how you do it. This is what you need to do. This is what you're doing. And then I'll stop at the end of the session. And then I'm like, shit, why isn't it that easy for me? Right? Yeah. I don't want to clean my lane, but let's <laughs> get you guys all clear. And yeah, mm-hmm. it, it's totally true. And when we stop and I get back to that responsibility, right? Yeah. You have clarity around what you want to do. You, you've defined what it's going to look, you know, what it's going to look like and feel like. And, you know, then you're like, I keep saying like, then you want to, um, I'm just, you know, you kind of start hearing yourself. Then you start moving in the direction that you want to go. And it's easier to take responsibility when it's where you want to go.
1: See, you you know what it is? This gentleman, I think he was on my third, my third episode when I first started this, is he said, uh, and I lost the thought. So I have the live stream up over here, which is is just for like when comments and stuff come. So I happen to glance over as I had the thought, and then I lost the thought. (laughs) All right, so.
2: After 50, we call those senior moments, but you're not there yet. So what's your excuse?
1: Uh, Oh, I'm not that far off. I'm 46. Oh. oh. (laughs) Not that far off. Oh, man. yeah.
2: Let's not even go to the age thing.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so getting back, you know, it's like, we want to, we want to fix other people's lanes. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I'm guilty of that, that myself, you know, I'm just as human as everyone else. Yes. So when I, when I first uh-huh. started this, right, when I first started this, that was the thing is I wanted to be a hundred percent me. Like I wear tank tops 24 seven, like this is what I wear. And so when I, when I speak on mine, when I speak on other people's podcasts, it's like, this is like, this is authentically me. Mm -hmm. And it's just because I get hot, I sweat. And if if I was sitting here with a button-up shirt and a tie, I'd have sweat pouring down my face while while we're doing this talk. So it's like I am very unapologetically me. And I think a lot of people have a problem with that because they want to fit a certain mold that they feel they should fit. Yes. Do you see that? Do you see that in your travel?
2: absolutely. And I'm just thinking about, like, I'm not in a tank top because I'm not comfortable getting on on with um with an audience and not being me. And and what helps me love me is that my hair is done. I have my makeup on, and I could look into the camera and I feel good about myself and I could love myself. Okay, I wouldn't if I rolled out of bed and just came here right on the podcast with my hair. And that's what I look like when I wake up in the morning. And I don't want to see myself like that. Why would you want to see me like that, right? Mm. So it really is taking ownership of, of what makes us feel good and being authentic. Because there are clients that are going to love you because you show up like them. Yes, And there are be clients or potential clients that are going to love me because I show up like the way they would show up. And that's why they say there's abundance in this world, right? There's enough for you and there's enough for me. And as we sit here and we talk about, we have the same process. We do it a little bit differently with a different personality. I'm about having fun. I don't, I don't hang up the phone with a client unless they're laughing.
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) And
2: I know that's when we're done with the session. It's not about being an hour or being 30 minutes. It's about when we get to that point where you, you are laughing I know it's a good place to stop because then you take that great feeling, right? The laughter that makes us feel really good yep. and you can then go out into the world and, and do it. What you said you were going to do for the next week until we meet back again and have that accountability call the beginning of our conversation. And I know you've done it because you remember the laughter, right? Yep. What did we just laugh about? Mm. And 90% of the time, what we're laughing about, right, is you're laughing at yourself because you finally took responsibility for what you were doing. And that's when you can make the big change.
1: Yes. And adding on to that, too, is is I tell people it's it's not about you. It's like that's what people have to realize. It's not about you. Yeah. It's like once you once you make it about something way bigger than yourself, that's when it's gonna gonna happen. I, I started this this podcast not just so I could get on and hear hear myself talk for, for an hour twice a week. I was like, how how can I reach a wider audience? Yeah. Like how can I inspire more people? How can I meet people from around the world now? You know, like I had a guest on from Ireland a couple of days ago, you know, I've, I've spoken in Australia twice. You know, I have people from India and the Philippines and Taiwan. You know, listening to the show, Singapore, like it's it, it's unreal. And I'm only on episode 34, but it,
2: yeah, it's amazing. Well, and I and to add to that, right, is um, I I am a speaker like you are, and I took a um a speak master class, and the one thing that um I my first speech was all about my story. And I thought my story was gonna inspire people, right? And the first thing they go they said to me is nobody wants to hear your story. Nobody wants to hear your story. They want to hear the story that that's
1: their story. Yep, that pertains to them.
2: Right? Now your story fits in, right? Because the pain in my story is it didn't, it didn't like dawn on me. I didn't get life until I realized that that I was important and I had to love myself and put myself first, right? And it wasn't until I had to lose three toes to do it. And I don't want you to lose three toes to understand how important you are. But I take it a step further than that. Okay. I want our children and our children's children to understand that they need to, We need to have them growing up understanding how important they are, because then they're going to excel in school. They're going to excel in life. And it's not you don't excel by the number of degrees that you have. And I love that that you know, college wasn't for you. Great. We shouldn't. We should you know embrace that because college isn't for everybody. Yeah. Right. Life is where you learn. Now college, in my opinion, and I've spent a lot of money on college for my kids okay um, is the experience you have while you're there right mm-hmm. It's the first time you leave the house and are on your own. the first time you have to make adult decisions as a as a as a child right That's what you learn in college. It's not what you learned in the classroom. You might meet a professor that said something so profound that it changed the, the trajectory of your life. It's not that he taught you that um, one and one equals two.
1: <laughs>
2: I mean, I took a college class all on how to use a calculator. Okay, mom, dad, I'm I'm sorry that I wasted your money on that. But the point <laughs> being, right? It, um, it was how to use a financial calculator. But it's it's the things that you learn. How do you learn to talk to the person sitting next to you? How do you live with somebody else that's not your family member for the first time? Yeah. That's what you learn in college. Do you need a college degree to learn that? No, you leave the house and you go and go to work. You're gonna learn the same you know, but for some, you know, just what works for some people. Yes.
1: Yeah, like, and even though I didn't go like my oldest son, he, he graduated from a, an automotive school. My, my oldest daughter, she's at the university of Rhode Island. Now my middle daughter, she's, she's just about to turn 14 and she's already lo- looking at, she wants to get into to the uh, forensic science program at either Penn state or LSU, you know, so it's like, I definitely value, value education, but it's more so what are you going to do with it? Yeah, that's, that's the thing, and like that's in my coaching program. That's what I'm helping people. Like, there's a young young woman I just met. She graduated with a kinesiology degree. No, I'm sorry, ex- exercise physiology degree. I'm like, all right. So, what are you going to do with that? You know, it's like, do you, like, do you know there are options out there? What problem can you can you serve? Can you take it online? Can you write a blog? And I started going down down these things, and she was just like, she right. was mind blown thinking that that stuff is possible. And she's like, well, I feel like, I feel like I need experience. I'm like, you have a degree. (laughs) Like you just finished four years of school. You are qualified to speak on the subject. (laughs) You know, it's like, it's like we like, we are born with power, but we let that power get stripped from us.
2: (laughs) Oh my God. Absolutely. And you just like, um, I, I do career coaching. Um, um, as one of the, that's a big problem that that we solve, right? Is that you're in a job and you you know you're not happy? Why? And one of the exercises that I um, I have my clients do, and and if your listeners are ever in that position, this is a great a great exercise. Write down everything that you've done, okay? Then go out and find three jobs that you think would be interesting that you think you're not qualified to do mm-hmm. and write down the qualifications, okay? And when you look at the qualifications versus the things that you've done, right? You can, you'll can you be amazed, right, that somebody says they need five to 10 years of management experience and you go, I don't have five to 10 years of ma- management experience. What do you mean? You started out at 16 years old. And you were the manager of the of the, um, you know, um, the Lululemon store, or whatever yeah. it is. Right. You have management experience.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Right. I'm going to bet that every one of your listeners. Right. The minute they came out of the womb, they were managing their parents.
1: <laughs> True. Right. Yeah. Y-
2: you cried and they gave you um, a bottle. You cried and they changed your diaper. Mm -hmm. You cried and they took you out of the bath and you cried and they took you out of the crib. Who's in control here? Mom and dad or the baby? The baby. The baby. So there you go. Management experience. I mean, and that's like, like that's to make a point, right? Mm -hmm. Think about, you know, how many kids, um, how many girls out there, this is the best, right? How many girls out there sold Girl Scout cookies? Mm. Right? right? You tell me you're not a salesperson, right? You stand there outside the grocery store with that box of thin mints and a big smile.
1: Yep. Asking everyone that walked by, everyone Hey,
2: I, I- my cookies.
1: <laughs> so right? true.
2: I mean, so you go back and you look and you remember that time where it was easy for you to do it. And you say, I could do that again. I could, I could be in sales. I could be in management. Yep. Right. I can audit financial statements. I was an auditor when I, when I interned in college, I mean, whatever it is, you have to start thinking past this job that you were in for a year and a half and you have years, my 30 years experience in corporate America isn't about the last three years as a coach or the last well, it's five years now, the last five years as a coach. Yeah. What makes me a good coach is I have 35 years of experience and even more if I go even further back than my first job at a, right? Yes. I'm not about my degrees. I can sit here and say I have a graduate degree and an undergraduate degree and I have certificates and I'm a real estate license. I mean, I can, blah, right? <laughs> I can grow up on, you know, on the paper with my degrees, but I'm what I sell now. It's this connection. Exactly. It's my experience. I can go back and tell you what it's like to be a mother of, of three and four year olds or ten and twelve year olds and, and high you know college kids. Yeah. And now I have a whole different relationship with my their adult children now. So and let I'm, let me, yeah.
1: Sorry, let, let me just illustrate that point for you. My daughter said she's 18 and she Good needs <laughs> she needs to come up with 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 a resume, so she had a job for a little little over a year or so, and she says, "Yeah, but all I did all I did was host." I was like, "What do you mean all you did all you did was host?" And she's like, "Yeah, I said, you know, did you not greet people? Did you not have to work with other employees? And like, did you not have have to train newer employees?" And just went right down the list. I said, "And even with me in the gym, we used to do birthday parties at my old gym, and she and my son." would lead the parties. I said, you had to set up, right? You had to greet parents. You had to lead the groups. You had to oversee the children and just went right down the list. So she's like, oh my God. I said, yeah. I said, you've done a lot, an awful lot. I said, so just, and on my website, the first thing it says is uncover the power within you
2: Mm -hmm. because
1: we have so much hidden talent that we just don't know is in there. And a lot of it is because we take it for granted. Like it's just something we do every day. Like this is everyday life and you don't see it for the power that it is.
2: Right. Time management, right. As a, you know, people are, you know, women, um, I just stay at home. I'm just a stay at home mom. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, no, you're a domestic engineer and good to you because it's harder to be home with those kids than, than it is for me to go out the door every day and go to work. Spot on. especially now in COVID right now, they're, now they're expected to, um, homeschool them basically. Yeah. Right. Virtual yep. learning. Let's yep. call it what it is. Homeschooling.
1: Yep. Right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So imagine having, you know, two or three little kids, excuse me, little kids, you're trying to work on the computer you're trying to cook, cook dinner and clean and manage appointments and everything else. It's yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Like, I, I work with with mostly women, so I hear all the horror stories. Like, oh, my, my kids are all older, so it's not as bad here.
2: Right, but don't just you thank God every day that your kids are older, you're not doing that? I'm like, yes. Yes. Oh, God, yes. I'll, I'll tell you, to tell tell you another story, um, my daughter's a high school math teacher, and we had to go through the same process of where, what does she want to do when she graduated from college with her psychology degree. And I'm very proud of her. And what we found is that she really liked coaching, she was a swim coach, um, and she coached her high school, high school swim team. And she was, I love the high school age um, kids. She goes, but I didn't graduate college with a teaching degree. I go, so let's go back to graduate school because you can't make a living coaching high school swim. I mean, I, I applaud it, but you can't do that two to three hours a week and think that you're going to make money. And she became a high school math teacher. Um, and that was the backstory. So I have a, a podcast I do, and I'd love to invite you to be a guest um, oh, it's hump day happens. So every Wednesday um, we talk about it's hump day. Right. And yep. what did you do at the beginning of the week? What changes can you make for the rest of the week? Right. We look back and we look forward and she goes, um, I want to be on your, um, on your podcast. Um, and just, it used to be called Wednesday Wisdom before I changed it to Humpty Happens. And she goes, I'm wise. Can I come on your podcast? And I'm like, oh, like, and I'm like, sure. Right? With the big smile And in my mind, I'm thinking, oh, no. What, what's this going to be like? Mm. And I thought, OK, here's the deal. You're a high school math teacher. You're virtual teaching. I don't nobody cares what you're going through, right? but what can you tell my audience who are parents at home as to what do the teachers expect from the kids and the parents in this virtual learning? And, and that was the perspective. And I didn't, don't give me an answer. We're going to uncover it on the podcast. And she goes, okay. And I asked her that question. I go, what can you tell parents? And she said, you know what? We want the kids to show up. We'd like them to at least do their homework. She goes, but this is hard, and we don't expect them to be perfect. Mm -hmm. And we are, are not grading them like we grade them in the classroom. You either pass with an A or you fail with an F. So I want everyone to pass, but the best thing that you could do for your child is have a schedule for them every day. She goes, what do you think they do? Why do you think they do so well in the classroom? Is because they know they have to be in their homeroom class at 7.30 in the morning. Mm. At 8 o'clock, they're going to go to math. At 9 o'clock, they're going to go to English. At 10 o'clock, they're going to get a 15-minute break to have a snack, right? That's what you need to do for your kids
1: Yep. at (laughs)
2: lunchtime. Turn off the computer, eat lunch with them. Let them go outside if it's warm enough and take a little walk around the block. Cause emulate what they're doing in school because we've learned this is what works for kids.
1: Yeah, I have an unfair advantage cause my, my, my 18 year old takes care of that with the three little kids, well, younger kids. Right, <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Like I'll come home from, from the gym and she's she's got their schedule on lock.
2: <laughs> so. Right. But it's the schedule. It's the plan. Mm -hmm. And that's what's going to get them through this homeschooling pandemic. And she goes, don't you think we know that when they finally go back to class in September or whenever it may be, that we're going to have to figure out as teachers how to catch them up? That's going to be our job, right? That's going to be our job.
1: Especially with with the young, young kids that right now this is all they know. Like the kindergarten, first grade, this is all they know. Yeah.
2: Can you imagine them having to sit in a chair? They can't do that when you go in regular, you know, when, when they do it in kindergarten the first time with the ants in their pants. Yes. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. So the teachers know that, that, that you're, they're not expecting the parents to keep them, to teach them. And I yep. think parents knew that, and that's why I wanted to bring her on and have that conversation. Yeah. Is if parents knew what the expectations of the teachers were, they would give themselves a little bit of, um, you know, give a little bit of grace.
1: Yeah, and some of that stuff has changed so much. And then for, you know, for those for those of us, like I haven't had to divide a fraction in thirty five <laughs> years. <laughs> you know, so so when my when my son comes up to me, he's like, "Can you help me with my homework?" I was like, "Uh." No. No, don't say <laughs> your sister. She, she yep. she'll be able to do it. Absolutely. Yep. like Olivia, Kaylin, Ben needs you. That's right. No, <laughs> that's right.
2: Put in the work, man.
1: Yeah, the yeah. like guy. Now they're
2: juniors. Look at that. Now your kids have another thing they can add to their their resume, right? Yeah, tutoring. Tutors, right? (laughs) And you know what? Tutoring is an amazing job for for, um, high school kids and college kids because um, parents don't know how to do the math anymore. I would, you know, I don't
1: know how to do it. So, so, So back to what I said earlier about people not realizing the power that they have and like I told that young wo- woman, I was like, I was like, you're an expert right now. I was like, for someone who has no, has no clue whatsoever about exercise physiology, you are an expert. I was like, so don't let anyone l- make you feel any less than that. Because like people come to me for li- for like life coaching or mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it. I don't have any certifications in that stuff. I just have a very good BS filter. So I can take you from where you are, filter out the nonsense, and put you on a path to where you want to be, All right? And no. I just I just position myself to do that. That's you know, right. You know, it's like I don't have anything else. You know, I, I guess we'll call it certification wise to say, oh yeah, well I passed this this program. It's like no, it's like I just know how to get from A to Z. It's like right. if you want to get from A to Z, I can get you there. That's right.
2: I'm your guy. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. I love that. From A to Z. Yeah. And you know, part of what we do and what makes us good at what we do. And this is a great, no matter what you're doing in, in anywhere in your life, listen, right? If if I'm listening to what you say, I'm going to know what I want to say next. But if I'm spending this whole time trying to prepare for what I'm going to say next, I'm missing everything that you're saying. Yeah. Right. So when I'm working with the client, and I'm sure you're the same way, right? They're they are saying what they want. They are telling you in their story or in their excuse or whatever it is they're they're spewing at the time, right? If you're listening to them, that's the golden nugget to then be able to turn around and say to them. I think I heard you say da, 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 da. And then mm-hmm. they're like, yeah. And sometimes they said, I said that? And it's like, yeah, you really did. That's what you expressed. You expressed you like helping people, but you got so caught up in accounting and finance that you missed the fact that you like helping people.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? e- even, even with you, I'm sitting here, <laughs> and, and I every time I talk to someone, I jot stuff down just because, yeah. A, you never know when, when you're going to learn something. But I do that with, with everyone because just like like you said, sometimes we say things and we don't realize that, that we said it. So when I'm talking with people, I'm writing down all the toxic things that they're saying about themselves. That's and, right. And, and they might not even realize it.
2: That's it. And it's not only the toxic things. It's also the gems. Right. Yeah yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 No, I just wanted to, to point that out because sometimes we always we think in the negative all the time. That's what our subconscious and that's how the, that's how our subconscious protects us. Right. Yeah. You can't do it. You don't want to do it. You don't know how to do it. You know, do all these excuses. Right. That's and and that makes us say, OK, good. I can stay right where I am. Mm-hmm. It's safe right where I am. But yep. if I can step outside and I don't know, like the sun's out right now. Right here. I'm sorry to keep like, you know, um, digging that in, but this, you'll get my point, right? Right. (laughs) That's right. I got to brag. You know, we can't, you can't afford to buy a house here, but we got sun. Um, But when I look outside, the sun is out. And I don't know till I step outside, is it warm or is it cold? Mm. The sun is out. Your mind thinks warm. But here, the sun can be out and it could be. Colder. I'm not going to use
1: cold because yeah, it I was, I was cold there. 16.
2: I grew up. Okay, guys. I grew up in New Jersey, so I understand cold. Okay. That's why I have the 16 years of my life was the snow and the whole thing. So I get it. Okay. Um, okay. That's why I have the um, the ability um, and the the knowledge to be able to, you know, dig in about the sun. Anyway, um, <laughs> but my point being is, I don't know until I walk outside what it's what it's like. Mm-hmm. and what the real temperature is, and do I need a coat, right? And, like, I'm wearing shorts because the sun's out. Now, I might have to go and change because um, it's really not warm out. I don't know. I didn't look at the temperature, but that, that's my point. The same thing with our job or with our relationship or with our money, whatever it may be, is that we see something, and there's really the truth and versus the story that we're telling ourselves, right? There's the truth right um, we think we want more money, but do you have enough right now to have everything that you want? Mm. And is it that fact that we we want we want more? Are we not being thankful or or, or where we're at right? right? Yeah. It's that whole that whole pay, place between giving yourself some grace and the gratitude and be thankful, right? We're going through the worst pandemic ever. It's horrible. people have, are, there's horror stories out, out there, you know, but I am thankful every day, right? I have a roof over my head and I'm doing what I love to do. And so I can't go to a movie or I can't go to, you know, or, or go to dinner outside or or whatever it is I, I can't do. I have to step back and be in, in gratitude, right, and that I at least have my basic needs met. I have air, I have food, and I have water, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I then whatever
2: else can- I have, I should be grateful that I have.
1: Yes. Yeah. I tell people focus on what you can do. Yeah. Not, not what you can't do. Like That's right. Like when COVID, when COVID closed my gym down, mm-hmm. that, that was when I I started the podcast and I started writing writing in um. For different online online publications. I started speaking on other people's podcasts. I was featured on TV a few times. You know, just started focus on what can I do? So sorry, so we can't do that. So what can I do? And so many gyms and other businesses have gone out of business just because there just was no pivot. And people were just waiting for assistance and waiting for this and waiting for that. It's like it's like you can't wait. You have to pivot.
2: Yeah, you, know, you, have, you have to pivot. pivot. You have to you have to go in a different direction and how many people that had gyms just went online right and started yeah, exactly. doing exercise classes online people still needed to exercise and probably more than ever they had to exercise even yeah. those that couldn't that didn't couldn't make it to the gym need to exercise right I mean the bike you know the the home gym equipment um, industry boomed
1: yeah. <laughs> Boom, right?
2: Because people just said I I know I have to do this and I have to and um you know and and I have to admit um I am not a gym person. Um the only mm. thing that ever gets anything out of my gym memberships is my bank account every time the money goes out, right? <laughs> but I learned that I have to do it here in the house and and um you know and i wanted a, a Peloton bike and my husband's like, if we buy it for you and it's in the garage, you're not going to use it. And he's like, nobody goes into the living room. So our living room is now um, where our our bike is. Um, mm-hmm. And every time I go down the stairs, there's that bike and it tells me, get your ass on it. Mm-hmm. right? Um, so stop saying I can't put things in the living room because who's going in the living room? We have nice furniture. <laughs> I'm like, I don't think we ever sat on the furniture in the living room. And I'm like, no, you're not allowed in the living room. But I mean, not only that, we have a gate that you can't even go into the living room. Yeah. You know, We don't want the dogs to go in the living room because they would love it. But, but what a stupid thing, right? We have this room that we don't use <laughs> and we don't want to use it for something else because it has a title.
1: It's true. It's so I- true. And Playing off of that analogy, we have so many talents that we don't utilize.
2: That's right.
1: Like, so That's many, right. Like, like one of my one of my clients, she's uh, one of my fitness clients. She's she's assertive, right? And it's it's very tough to teach assertive. Mm-hmm. So when when you're a coach, now there's different types of fitness coaches. Right. I'm 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 an assertive coach. You know, it's like I'm not a passive gonna, you know, rub your back while you're while you're crying kind of coach. So that's just not my style. It's not. right. And so, you know, my other coaches, you know, we have differing, differing personalities, which is good. But just but just to find people who are assertive, they don't come around all the time. Right. And so I'm trying to trying to let, let her say I was like, you know, you would make a really good coach. You know, she's like, do you think so? I'm like yes I said every I can teach you everything else but you have presence yeah <laughs> presence is huge it's like you know how to show up powerfully and people don't understand the value in that because mm-hmm. so many people they put themselves back like when you walk in a room and you show up powerfully people notice. That's right. People notice. No matter what you look like, no matter what gender you are, to what race you are, or what religion you are, it doesn't matter. When you walk in that room powerfully, people notice.
2: Absolutely. You know, and that reminds me of, um, you know, people always say, oh, you're you're a New Yorker. That's why you have, you know, and it's like, <laughs> no. And it has nothing to do with where, where I'm from. And you know what? Um, don't, you, you know, I'm proud that that's where I, I'm from, you know? I, I and- I'm who I am. I'm the personality that I I am is because of everything that got me to this point. And I'm done with, with the BS and with being around people that, that I don't want to be around or working with clients that I don't want to work with. Okay. Now people look at that and they go, Oh, you you know, you're, you're picky. And I'm like, yeah, I have that ability right now. Mm -hmm. And, and, um, and I just wanna speak and be me and speak my truth and and get to my clients to be at that point as well. And that's I'm not gonna apologize for that anymore. I apologize for that for 30 years. I'm not doing it anymore.
1: Nope. And you absolutely should not. It's like right. people people should know exactly what you what you're about. And when you put that out there, the right people are gonna to come to you. Yeah. You know, like you know the the title of this is shut shut up and grind so like that tells you this isn't gonna be a uh easy peasy you know coddle your coddle your excuses type type of program it's so, like I said you want to get a to, A to Z let's get to work That's if, right if you can't show up for work I'm not your guy it's so, like you That's gotta right. go find somebody else when people come to my gym I'm like you know there's a there's a standard that we have you know we're actually starting a challenge tomorrow And there's strict standards. And I told them up front if you cannot adhere to these standards, do not join the challenge. (laughs) Like, that's just how it is. So, the people that need that type of accountability, I will attract them. That's right. And and then the the people who are afraid of that or they need something different, they will go somewhere else. Like, it's fine. But, like, I wanna work with the people who are at a point where they are fed up and they are ready to change. Yeah. Because the people who are content, I don't want to work with content people. I want to work with fed up people. Right. Those people exactly. have
2: you know what? Because it, it goes back to if you can't get results for your clients, then then you're not going to get more clients. Because people yeah. come to you for results. Yep. Right? Exactly. They come, you know, they come to you for results. What are you going to get for me? Right? Exactly. I'm going to get you into shape. And if you are sitting there every day and you don't want to do that. Then then that does, that's not your mission. Your mission is to get results, not to keep you where you're at.
1: Yes, here here, let's let's end on a good note, right? So okay. so I had, I, I had I love
2: a, a good note. No, just kidding.
1: <laughs> so I had I had a few few people cancel class this morning. And so this is what what I posted in our, our group chat. I said, w- when you wake up and cancel class, like several have today already, you are saying, I don't care about my goals. I don't care about pushing myself. I don't care about inspiring others. I will be selfish and take the easy way out. Dot, dot, dot. Let that marinate.
2: Yeah, Yeah.
1: <laughs> so like that's the level of accountability that I give to them. And that's what it is. So.
2: You know what, and I love the word marinate because you know what we think about marinate, right? Um, you want to make a good steak, right? Mm. You let that puppy marinate, right? Yep. Um, <laughs> and it, it came to the world to your freezer or to your kitchen to be the best that it can be. And the longer you marinate it, the harder it works. Yeah, right? the best, the better it's going to be when when it gets put on the table. So, it's so true. Um, awesome.
1: So true. All right, you you get the final word.
2: Shut up Ooh, and grind, baby. Yeah. <laughs> sure. um, the final word is: push yourself first, take good care of yourself. Um, if you loved what you heard from me today, please go to speakwithmarsha.com and let's um, let's do a strategy session where we can get you what you want. And I'm going to be a little kinder than Robert. No, just kidding. <laughs> uh, but here is a perfect example, right? There are people that are going to want it, res- who resonated with me, and there's are people that are going to resonate with you. Um, and that's why there, there's um, there's options, yeah. So speakwithmarcha.com, 30-minute 30 se- 30 shut-up-and-grind strategy session. And we're going to get You getting you what you want. And Robert, thank you so much for having me today. This was just so much fun. Um, I was dreading getting up at eight at seven this morning to be ready for eight o'clock. But (laughs) I am so glad that I did because this was amazing.
1: Thank you. Much appreciated. So thank you for taking the time to join us and sharing us your knowledge and expertise. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. All right. And you have yourself a great day.
2: You too. Make it an awesome one.
1: Will do. All right. Thanks for joining.
2: Okay. Bye you guys.
1: All right. Ending of another great episode. So thank you to Marsha for joining us and sorry, I hacked your last name there. So if you guys got value out of this, please share. Okay. You see Marsha's contact info, speakwithmarsha.com, 30 minute set session to help you sift through your nonsense, but she'll be nicer about it. So just remember, if you guys have any type of obstacles in your way, like if you, if you got mountains in your way, climb it. You can't change the grade of the mountain, but you can change how strong you get to climb it. All right? So keep that in mind. We all deal with obstacles. We all deal with nonsense. The ones that get through it are the ones that shut up and grind. You guys have yourselves a great day. Have you thought about starting your own podcast You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. So if you were thinking of starting your own podcast, you want to download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started.
0: You've been listening to Shut Up and Grind.